terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 What's up, everybody? It's Sunday, September 2nd, 2012, episode 128 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. Back once again every week, hotboxpodcast.com. Watch us uh, every week on hotboxpodcast.com slash live. We got a chat and a phone number. You can call us live, 406-204-4687. This show has kind of, it's, it's taken many forms throughout the the couple years that we've been doing it we started out really like all about we're gonna we're gonna legalize pot one way or another medically or otherwise we will yes we can yes and then you know the federal government has made it loud and clear that no you can't (laughs) and i don't know like it it took quite a bit of of um obvious signs though i mean like how many raids did it take you had to get people were like yeah you almost had to get put in handcuffs which which (laughs) happened check with guns (laughs) pointed at me you know dea the fbi everything except for the cia was there literally everything except for the cia i mean they were like seizing domain names they they didn't give a fuck they were like they had the methamphetamine task force testing testing the surfaces of my desk the montana meth project in there yeah. like putting up posters <laughs> yeah like, like what do you, you do know all right kid tell us where the meth and the cocaine is and it's like excuse uh, me uh, did somebody change the sign out front to, <laughs> is this still a medical marijuana dispensary or is this a pharmacy now because uh yeah just just ridiculous i i feel like every week and me and ian have kind of talked about this off off air that like every week it's it's pretty much the same stories. It, it's the same uphill battle, the same horse just getting mercilessly beaten <laughs> over and over again. And it, I felt I I wish the circumstances were different, but you know we'll take what we can get. And the last couple episodes were kind of a relief of sorts because it wasn't having it wasn't us doing the same thing. Like it was a different topic with different aspects of it and it i don't know it felt for me personally it was like this is what podcasting is like that's the feeling after a show that i'm like yeah that was we we did some good today you know instead of the hot box come listen to us beat this horse normally yeah i mean it was cool when we were going to conferences and there was like this this going to helena yeah like that was actually being being a part of something but there's there's nothing like that helping disseminate all of this important information whether or not those in charge were you know listening to it or or not but it, it was like we were we were educating we were doing good and i don't i don't know that we can't find anything we haven't talked about yet 
yeah, nothing different has happened with this whole movement. Yeah, there's new states submitting legislation, but that's not new news. No, this that's has been, been going happening on for since the 70s. I mean, right. or the 80s or 90s. 90s. And then <laughs> so for at least, you the know, odds. 10 or 12 years we've had medical marijuana in the United States and and every state is completely different and without being intimately involved in the process in other states, you know, we we, we really only get the information that's provided to us over you know, the internet. over the internet, and from our own experience, what is conveyed through articles and and media is not really what's going on. They're always written with a spin, and I felt like that was kind of a service that we were providing. Was we would go through all of these articles and show you like what's really going on, even though you know who are we? We just who who the fuck are we? You know, we don't have any real you know credentials of sorts. I mean, we've been dealing with this stuff for decades, but that's. I don't have a PhD in weed, you know. I mean, you don't? Maybe, maybe <laughs> I do. I don't know. Not officially. How did you? How did you not get one of those? How, how are, are you, you podcasting been? without one? I thought that was a prereq. <laughs> um, Harry Hood wants to say the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states. Are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. Mm-hmm. And he says, "What happened to that? Whatever happened? Tenth to that? Amendment. Do you remember well, the Tenth Amendment? Do you? Do you? <laughs> I, what happened to any of that? Um, they kind of just get pushed to the side, or new laws get created to overstep, or sidestep, or under for like, our protection." Well, for our own good, because we don't... Who are we, again? Like, we, we're we just the uneducated masses, Massa. Please don't beat me, Massa. <laughs> what do I know? Um, but with the internet, I feel like that has changed it a little bit, because the uneducated masses either act like they are more educated, regardless of if they are or not, or some of them actually try to get educated and, right. and do have good things to say and everything. But I think what was happening here, though, just specifically in Montana, it was the wrong move. It wasn't – we've seen that no matter – you could get all the ballots you want. You could get all the committee hearings together to talk about it till it's a, a horse just dead from beatings. And it doesn't matter because federally that's where the focus has to be. You have to reschedule it. And that's something we've been saying since really the beginning of this show is that this is what has to happen first. I brought it up at conferences and I remember one time I brought it up and that's like what they were going to, to try to focus on. But nothing ever came of it. You know, it's it's harder I guess, for people to do that than to do what they've been doing. And I think a lot of people that live in medical marijuana states, uh, you know, if you live in a state that hasn't been raided by the federal government, good for you guys. Is there but only here in Montana states that haven't gotten their stuff in order to probably. get product to the people or get dispensaries open? But here in Montana, even though the law was more liberal before, and now it's a little bit more restricted, the Montana law has no bearing on much here. Like, that's not that's it not what the providers... To. I feel like it used to back in the day, like it actually stood for something. Right. But, but then now, after the federal government stepped in, that's what all the providers are worried about. They or stepped should in a little bit, about. tested the water, see how far they were able to go, and because there was no backlash, really, they kept going further and further and further before you know it, you have no state law. You have no state government. It's all federal mandate. There are still people that are involved with medical marijuana here in the state that are still more concerned with the state law than the federal law when it's not the state government coming around and handing out why are uh, you afraid of the state? Like, what has the state ever done besides nothing. not protect you? Yeah, nothing. nothing. That's And that's maybe the problem. What has the state ever They've done? They've just let nothing. the federal government come in. Cause you, Do you need resources? Because we have some local... Go- the, I mean, they're not doing anything. They're just 
hanging out. Do you want to use? It? Yeah, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, and I think that I think that when the federal government uh, uh, pursues a warrant in a state, I think they have to have local law enforcement there. I think that's like part of the the requirements, just like, for like oversight, I get, or undersight, or maybe? undersight. Yeah, like or we just need you to just be here, stand here. Put out this front, blindfold on, and then see that kid down there at the corner with the <laughs> camera. <laughs> go get, go, <laughs> go get bring that. me that camera. <laughs> yeah, and, and a coffee. <laughs> Triple shot latte. Uh, um, and there was, I mean, we've seen a lot of, you know, negative side effects from this. And I mean, I don't know if this is specifically, but something that's been in the news quite a bit here is that uh, one of the first medical marijuana caregivers here in, in Montana died uh, during a prison transfer in federal custody. And everyone's kind of making like the feds killed him and other people are like, well, he was pretty sick anyway. Like he would have maybe... Maybe not died so suddenly, but you know, he, death, he was on he, death's he died door. In, he died in federal custody, in but Vegas. he was in state custody where the state wasn't going to give him the medical care because they wanted to transfer him to the federal institution so they could decide the best kind of medical care. But that didn't happen soon enough. Right. And so he was kind of, if and I. Was that them taking their time, kind of? Or is that just the speed that this I think it's system just the works speed at? that it works anyway, at. Yeah. You know? People that got raided last March, I mean, they're still dealing with their cases. Yeah, we're just now finally I mean, it's seeing been more than a year coming down, if any. A year and a half. A lot been. of them just got off where there was no charges pressed. Mm-hmm. But the ones that were doing, I think the ones that got in trouble were the ones that were doing like state to state stuff. Like they, if you were going over state lines and selling shit or picking up shit, then yeah, that's, you're breaking the state law and the federal law. Right. One law at a time, guys. Come on. Yeah. Don't break the law while you're breaking the law. Exactly. (laughs) Breaking the law. (laughs) Uh, He was being transferred due to his worsening medical uh, problems. And after months, (laughs) after mouths of delays. See, I love that. Even the examiner. Like, even the examiner has typos. If the red squiggly... I mean, you did spell mouths correctly. So if there's no red squiggly line, like... It's good. It's good. Post it. Check. Who edits this stuff? Like, hire me. I, I can... I'm going to send you an email. <laughs> David Joseph. Come on. <laughs> uh, delays. Mouths of delays was finally moved to a federal prison more properly equipped to handle this condition... Uh, except that he never made it. He was 68 years old. His name was Richard Floor, a Vietnam vet. He was sentenced to five years in prison earlier this year on drug-related charges during some spring medical marijuana raids. His family ran a dispensary out of their home, and Floor was a co-owner of Montana Cannabis. His wife and son were also sentenced to federal prison for their involvement in the biz. But his daughter fought for a lighter sentence due to her serious health problems. So... He had dementia, depression, recently suffered two heart attacks, aiding in decline uh, of his overall health. He was being held at a detention facility in Shelby since April. Crossroads, right? Yeah. uh, Awaiting his transfer to a federal prison, very equipped to handle his condition. I wonder how long he was in Shelby. It was during the transport that he died. uh, Since April. April, May, June, July, August, August. September. Yeah, four <laughs> I mean, months chilling in a cell in without, Shelby without medical attention. Chris Lindsay uh, was quoted by ABC5 as saying, It's sad that Richard was in prison at all for being a caregiver, especially when such a large number of people think marijuana should be available as an option for sick patients. 
In effect, he got a life sentence, which is tragic and really kind of hard to imagine. My heart goes out to his family, and I can only hope that our government will end the war on marijuana and come up with a better solution than throwing people like Richard into a prison. Hope doesn't get you very far in this game. Yeah, you can kind of hope Unfortunately. in one hand and, and wish in the other. And I like that they use here on the Examiner Facebook comments, and it's all... It's the, the, the normal group, Lisa Hill Farmer, Heidi Hanford, you know, just... just the, the Montana activists. The Montana activists, you know, just saying their piece. The herb herbalist. <laughs> I love some of their names. Brent Canola, Cantola from Denver, Colorado, says weed can be deadly. So, <laughs> interesting in other way words, to think about it. Yeah, in other words, know? so can the judicial system. It is, And we've right? talked about in that essence, a bunch, about is, how... The criminal system does more damage than the drug itself, you know? Right, and in those cases, that's when the law should be re-examined and, you know, proper action taken. Right. Like, what would right. suit the... Right. Right? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Wait you a know. minute, that makes way too much Ideally, sense. Ideally... Shut uh, the fuck up. <laughs> get that logic out of here. The bullshit. <laughs> Some old bullshit. Just put him in prison. Yeah. And that's, I mean, his wife got two years for bookkeeping. His son got five years for running the dispensary. Like, what was their, what was their crime? <laughs> I mean, like. Operating a drug. A drug uh, ring, right? Well, You're a yeah, cartel. They maintained a You know who drug else premises. was a family? The, the mafia. <laughs> you know who else was a family? The cartels in Mexico. All right? I mean. Just by maintaining that, uh, uh, that drug premises. And and probably you said Montana cannabis is what he started. Yes, that was a rather large dispensary. Was it? Mm-hmm. All operating within the guidelines of the state law. Did wasn't Montana cannabis in Helena? Were they? That's the one right along the side of the highway. Oh, that big greenhouse that, that they had all okay, lit up. At I remember night. when that got raided. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. That was in Helena. Montana Cannabis was in Helena, and they had this enormous greenhouse right next to the highway, and they'd run their lights at night. And so, like, it was lit up like really? a space capsule. Why would you... Be I mean, dig a hole that, and put it underground I mean, or something, Again, right? this just goes back to, okay... How in your face do you want to be? Right, like, how, how willing to test the... Like, you know, how... And How he, far do you want to push? He pushed before you get pushed back. You definitely got pushed back. And when back the government pushes grave. back, there's someone on all fours right behind you. So right. when they push, you go, you know, it's, it's just how it goes. Into your grave. Right into In your that, grave. Into there's that. a third person digging a hole. <laughs> yeah. like, what's that for? Don't worry about it. Look over here. Look at this. Here, Super Bowl. World Series, look. In a way, our state government kind of let him dig his own grave. Yeah. You know what I mean? By giving no, him no a state law to representative, under? is that no entrapment? state representative I, that I know of stopped by and said, "Listen, we're going to let you do this, but, but you know, you need to huge... get it out of everyone's face, right? Otherwise, you know, we're going to face pressure from other things. Because we're going to lose our federal funding." <laughs> I mean, all right. Well. I cannot wait to get out of here. I just can't. Like federal funding. <sighs> what does that even mean? Is well, that? It sounds like extortion. Real ID. Real ID they mm-hmm. were going to pull federal funding if Montana didn't enact real ID. Did we enact real ID? No. 
Not hmm. at all. Uh, the healthcare thing. They were going to pull federal funding for if we didn't enact Obama's health care. Did we do that? No. Not yet. And we haven't <laughs> lost any federal funding over these issues. And then I think there is some other federal funding for abortion, too. Hmm. And and you can still have abortions in the state, and we haven't lost any federal funding. And I'm sure there's a few other things that I don't even know about where the federal government has yeah, threatened. This is a lot of federal funding. <laughs> like, this is this is marijuana here. This is a lot of... Do you think all of the growers and stuff could get together and say, we'll replace your federal funding? Any, any other problems? We'll take care of your... Would they, though? Or are they too greedy? Because there's a lot of greed in that, oh, in, yeah. in that industry, I noticed. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So, but I don't I think... I, you know, the federal funding thing is in the millions, I'm sure. Like, yeah, but how many growers could there be? I mean, if at the height we had a decent amount if they would have really let it go and get to where its full potential I mean, was uh, some of the providers were making good money but it's not like they were the ones it, that are all in jail now yeah it's not like they were you know grossing uh, millions you know they they yeah it is kind of an expensive endeavor but could I mean, you if you were allowed like just here's like 10 acres here's 20 acres like do your you don't thing need that much property to make that kind of thing but you'd have to still sell it in the state under the state law and so uh, that's true huh you can only grow so much but i'm saying what if you like expand out and do the hemp thing and do the seed oil thing and do i mean there's a lot of other areas that you could work with if given say a 20 acre plot you just cut it in half this is for agriculture this is for smoking cut that in half this is for recreation this is for medical i mean there's a lot of potential there i think but what are you even talking about? I don't know. Something I'm, that makes I'm sense. High. I'm high. I don't Jesus. fucking know. So, well, that's too bad. You know, we'll all think about pouring out a little liquor. Is that ironic? <laughs> we'll pour out some liquor for this guy. That's fine. Uh, Arkansas. Medical marijuana is a hot issue in Arkansas. <laughs> With this lovely, I love the, there's the article. It's like their website, politics.gather.com. It just says politics at the top. And then there's this picture of a guy holding a baggie and it says green crack. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it took several years to finally get the issue on the ballot. This November, voters will get to decide if they want to allow the distribution of marijuana for medical purposes. However, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Uh, there is a group who wants the issue removed from the ballot. <laughs> like, we just spent all this money and hard work uh, to get it on the ballot, and now this group of dickheads wants to just take it off? Like, what was the, what was the point of that then? The coalition is an ultra-conservative group that opposes drinking alcohol and the legalization of marijuana for medical purposes. Uh, guess who, it's, who, who the group is consisting of? The church. Uh, oh, it's got to be the church. Mormons. <laughs> the church. Comprised of members from the Arkansas Faith and Ethics Council. <laughs> Faith and, et- like, really? Can Is that, is that, I'm crying. Is that possible? <laughs> uh, Faith and ethics? Like, that's the same, ca- what do you get done? Can you imagine, like, <laughs> Wouldn't those conflict? Oh, my God. We're on the faith side, and we're on the ethics side, and all we do is go rebel, 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 and just back and (laughs) forth, throwing rocks at each other and shit. Uh, The Family Council Action Committee, Family's First Foundation, and Arkansas Family Coalition. (laughs) 
Well, even faith and ethics fighting a Whoa. cannabis law is doesn't that counter? I mean, that's like an oxymoron. Like yeah. these people that it's have like faith and ethics, crack. it's a the, the, yeah. these people that have faith and ethics shouldn't be involving themselves in other people's business because they should have faith that I don't know. That's such a bizarre thing. It just kind of points out their hypocrisy in my mind. It does, absolutely. Faith and ethics. No, you can't do that. <laughs> no. Rebel. <laughs> no. According to Jerry Cox of the Family Council Action Committee, the marijuana bill is 100% illegal under federal law. Boom! So, uh, this measure has little to do with compassionate care. Cox further elaborates that if proponents of medicinal marijuana had the best interest of patient care at heart, they would lobby Congress to change the law and allow the FDA to allow unified treatment and dosing standards. Even your enemies and opponents know what you should be doing. Why aren't you doing that? He just told you. He's against it, and he just told you what you needed to do. <laughs> Duh! Hey, dummy, take your group and go lobby the federal government and change some shit there because it doesn't even matter what you change here. Do you think that that there's like a... Jerry Cox told you what to do and you still are... (laughs) I'm sorry. Do you think that because the public's perception of the federal government, there's like a, a it, it like seems like such an uphill. It? Yeah, it's like seems like such an uphill battle to go and lobby. I can't with go the to Congress government. until I'm 45. I got to wait a few years. Otherwise, well, not only that, but like seriously. you know, our government's kind of put out this this to me anyway this omniscient, powerful mm. organization of criminals. You know, and like to to take this to take this fight to. Capitol Hill in Washington D.C. I like doesn't that seem it's like a little... you're going to go there and get shot by snipers or some right? You know, doesn't that seem like shit. a huge undertaking all of a sudden? And plus, it the turned thing into is... from an activist movement to like a full time day job almost. And people, and the other thing is, it, I don't like pop it's a lot much. easier to go rally at your state capital because it's right. You here. live there, yeah. Instead of we having go to, to traverse, <laughs> yeah, to the federal end of things, if you have to traverse all the way to the federal. To Washington D.C., that's not something that most people can afford or do, because most people have responsibilities in their society. Well, like and what's jobs, the motivation? Family. I mean, just like we were talking about before the show. I mean, this this group of people. What was that movie called? Which one that you were talking about? Oh, the walk? way back. The way back. Th- this group of people, like they traverse to like twice the distance to our capital much further back. just about 4000 miles under way they're not hopping in the station wagon Mm-mm. with supplies they and a credit card and going like holiday in you know hopping yeah. like they, they walked from northern siberia to india which thought, is 4000 miles I through that was tundra really interesting through that a we, desert in comparison through. like we we just are like oh I'll do it at the state level, but man, that's that's where I kind of have to draw the line. And the, and in comparison, like this group of people, because of the the situation they were in, like they fucking they had some hardships. Like that. Do you remember was a tough living? Do you remember when there's a couple different websites and organizations that were putting these automated letter head kind of things like you'd go onto the website and it would send this email to all of your representatives oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and you just put your name MPP in and it was that and, and it was just like a, a automatically cre- yeah right and 
I don't know about you, it but... It was just wars of the form letters. Congress would send one back to you, and you would send one, and it'd go to the governor, and he'd send and one like, back. Like, the senators are even looking at those. You know, they have a staff of people that goes through that shit. And I like, think they just if, look at numbers overall. Like, man, today we got 100,000 emails all for, all about this one thing. Yeah, it took but, the MacBook about 30 seconds to delete them all. Yeah, You right. know what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, who gives Most a shit how got, many emails? Yeah, like yeah. everyone knows where the delete key is. When did that all of a sudden make us feel like we were doing something? That's and see, I actually feel like that's misleading. You know, it like, is kind I of. never sent one of the mass emails because I, if I receive a mass email, I don't even look at it. It delete. You know, if it's like, it's like no, I and I kind of I regret that I did because now I get mass emails from Max Bacchus and Danny Reber, like nice. just random, and I because they got your email address. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to to I fish for email addresses. That shit. I know. Do you yeah. know how hey, many? Send in your complaints. Send and, all and of we'll... them to us. <laughs> We want your email addresses, we which is a really powerful political tool. Yeah. You know, in Montana, with a population under a million. More you, and more. If you had 100,000 emails, that's 10% of the population. You yeah. would probably, if you could convince that 10% that to be on your side, you'd probably win whatever election you wanted. In the power of sending one email? <laughs> yeah. You know? If you could <laughs> acquire took all the bio, emails. like, all but two seconds, if that. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It's totally amazing. I wonder if people that did that email thing, did you feel accomplished after hitting no, send? No, not at all. I just felt like, okay, why is it like all... throwing a pebble in a lake? Adding to the noise. Right. I was just like, here's another. Here's yeah. one more. And here's Who another one. Shit? Yeah. It's, I mean, I can write a script that would just perfect do that armchair all day. activism. That is, I mean, that is armchair activism at its, at its finest. finest. I mean, Absolutely. oh, all I got to do is type my name and actually Google Chrome will autofill that in. And then, man. and then the next day I went on my podcast and I said what I did <laughs> and I told you all to do it also. And you know what? They just got like 10 more emails. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's stupid. It it absolutely is. It doesn't accomplish anything but maybe bugging them. And it only really works if you can generate like a hundred thousand a minute and just keep sending them from like zombie bots. I mean, yeah, like NASA's website going down. It's kind of borderline illegal. And why would you want to add to the bullshit signal? You know, the microwave background radiation of the internet that is that that background hum that's always there. So NASA's website. When the Mars rover mm-hmm. was going into entry mode and doing all that stuff, you know, they received over two billion hits during. They have those... a really cool Android app, actually. So two billion hits that. in a few hours. Two billion hits, and so their server crashed a couple times. You know, and is what I find interesting is that, you know, a quarter of the world's population went and checked this out. A quarter of the world's population went to NASA's website to see what was going on, and what? But how dis- many of them care now? I feel like if it's not a man mission, nobody gives a shit except for more than the minute it took us to to drop that thing on the planet. And like we saw pictures, and that was cool. But it's been done before, is the thing, right? You know, like we've already sent rovers there, and I understand that we're doing different things. But the fact is, is two billion people went to check this out, and it's our, the space program still doesn't have all that much support no. yet. But two pil- two billion people will go and check it out, but it doesn't have any. It doesn't have good funding. It doesn't have any real direction, other than they want to go to Mars in twenty twenty five or whatever. Twenty three Mars one, right? <laughs> which isn't even ran by NASA. It's no, at all. It's a, a private. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And Literally. the dude that created Big Brother, <laughs> right? <laughs> which I mean, that's just yeah. It's awesome. and that's so flawed fundamentally too because they're not sending interesting people to Mars. They're sending well, I scientists. Well, they are. They're sending scientists. Scientists can be interesting. 
kind of. Mm. If you're on a <laughs> no. Can you imagine? Okay, I mean, now we're going to be testing this for it's protein It's going to be like an C-19. episode of the Big Bang Theory Drop. for, you know, two or three years until test I get negative. there. We're going to test sample C20. And drip. then wait till we get there, though. Negative. I mean... Now we're going to test yeah, stereotype. sample C21. Stereotype says scientists are cool, dude. No, they're cool, but the would, Big you, Bang would you watch them on TV just, like, doing experiments and roaming around if on If I Mars? thought maybe there was a chance I could win a lottery ticket and go myself one day, yeah, fuck yeah. I'd be getting to know them. I'd be studying. <laughs> this guy only likes this and this, and there's three girls on there, and two of them are taken. Nobody wants a third Bro, one. Bro, you were I'm so like, fucking making... impatient. I don't think he could sit in a capsule for 500 days. God, that'd be crazy. Dude, Dude, I have like sit, some virtual reality in office for half hour. Can I take night? Ibogaine on the way? <laughs> could you imagine? Just straight IV me some Ibogaine, and I will just lay there and wait. Do you imagine coming out of that trip and being on Mars? <laughs> Mine just completely fucking blown. Oh, man. 500 days in a capsule, though. Oh, I know. Mm. I know. Mm. I'm hoping they get that number down to a comfortable 180 eventually. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. And then, well, even in 180 days, you can lose up to a third to half of your bone mass. Oh, yeah. You got a muscle mass, your keep, blood, you know? So once you get to Mars. So it's n- good that even I can't exercise sit still, doesn't, right? Because exercise just, doesn't fix the bone mass depletion. No, it's the gravity and like, stuff. It's a totally different it's, atmosphere. And so spending 180 days and then you show up on Mars, like, luckily but the gravity only, is a little less. It's only but a still. problem if you come back to Earth where the gravity is more. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just stay there, I think you just eventually get used to it. It's when, cause mo- it's when they have to come back and they get back in our atmosphere. I don't think there's any return missions planned. Mars. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you'd be okay if you atrophied that much because you're not coming back to the Earth gravity. Like you're staying in that gravity. So I think you'd be okay. But Stereotype's right. He says we need to figure out a lot of stuff still. Yeah. <laughs> I fully agree. That's why I said I'd be on like the third or fourth mission, not the maybe necessarily the first one. <laughs> And knowing how much we had to figure out before, like, the Apollo missions, you know, and how many missions led up to yeah, Apollo Yeah, but they did 11. that on a way accelerated time scale because we had to Which, beat the Ruskies. Right, but Wait. still. If uh, we said Russia was, on, a, was yeah. on their way to making a manned mission to Mars, we would be there, like, next week. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, we just... It's... Obviously, America likes The rover probably has, like, human embryos in a... Like, it's just waiting for the command to incubate them and grow, like, little human clones. That'd be so awesome. Could you imagine? (laughs) So, to wrap this up, uh, what Mr. Cox fails to realize... (laughs) What he fails to realize is that is not the job... Just gotta bring it back to Cox. It's not the job of the FDA to determine treatment and dosing. That is what medical research does, Mr. Cox. The job of the FDA is to determine if a drug is safe or not. The and they FDA, do such a good job at it. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. Let's test it for 90 days. Nobody died? Cool. Put it on the market. Yeah. We watched that on that movie, the, the guide something to the end or whatever, where they were taking effects or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and that kills people. I mean, that's that's. Uh, the FDA should not regulate marijuana. They have had a hard enough time dealing with prescription drugs and monitoring supplements, which that is a good point. Like how many BS homeopathic supplements and shit are, are on the market making outrageous claims that the FDA doesn't even know about. Like they, they seem more focused on 
I don't know. What 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 are they focused on? Keeping us down. Keeping the man. I mean, damn. Profits. Profits. You know? I, it's all about the Benjamins. The FDA baby. regulates our food supply, <laughs> our medicine supply. Isn't that supply. scary if you think about they, it? They like, regulate all What that. does it take to insert one corrupt agent into that system and just completely shred everything? Well, I think that's probably been wild. done given the, the lax approach that some of these <laughs> corporations have had to go through on patenting, patenting corn and wheat. Monsanto. And, or whoever. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's completely crazy. I remember uh, reading that if you are a non-Monsanto customer, right? And so you have this mm-hmm. farm. And then you're, the guy that owns the property next to you is a Monsanto customer. On occasion, they have there's Monsanto agents that will come out and make sure that you don't have any Monsanto plants in your crop. And they can tell. That's and if so you crazy. do, it's patent infringement. Yeah. You can't replant the seeds. You have to buy new seeds every year from exactly. Monsanto. Right. And they check on these kinds of things. And if you get busted, if you have two corn plants in your entire field that wind up being Monsanto's because the neighbor's field pollinated and some shit flew into your – you can right. face criminal charges. Isn't that Pat crazy? infringement. That, well, yeah. Mind-blowing. <sighs> imagine – imagine, uh, you know, like Roundup friendly cannabis, <laughs> and and their their system to check that kind of stuff. You know, because I mean, honestly, if you're going to grow good cannabis, I, I honestly feel you have to do it indoors to create the right environment. Period. Yes, you sure. can grow good cannabis Unless outdoors, you live but in like South America or Africa, <laughs> you know, and even then, like the humidity down there is really That's, high. You yeah. know, and so I mean, yes, you can grow cannabis, but it's not. It can always be, be better premier. if you control. Everything. Correct, yeah. which obviously adds to the complexity of your operation and all this other stuff. Well, but sure. Do you think that in some way or another they could like genetically alter this to not ever seed, not to ever hermaphrodite, not to? Wasn't you know, that kind like, of what you do when you keep a mother plant? Going, I mean, that's yeah, but you can still have your your the growing plants can become right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you if something but, doesn't go right or whatever, like the plant's going to hermaphrodite and produce seeds and yeah, and kind of. But the more you do that, I feel like the more it it wants, it has a pressure genetically to shift to that, so that you know, once once you get down the generations a while, you are just producing female plants over and over again, eventually. But it is random, too. So, I mean, there's that random aspect to it. So that's where you can always get a hermie here and there and seeds everywhere. I usually think it's user error. You think? Yeah. If Could you do it perfectly? Not me personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, not, not like, it's, it's been doable. a while since I've personally like, sure, tried sure. out the green thumb. And no, I probably could <laughs> do it personally. But yeah, there's definitely people that do, of course. Yeah. I mean, and I think the more that you do it, you it's a trial and error thing. That's why I always laughed at like the the patients Spot here me. that were like, "Yeah, man, I'm totally gonna grow my own," you know. <laughs> yeah. And then like, let me know how that goes. Sixteen months later, Coming they're like, "Dude, like I'm hand. about ready to harvest," and it's like, "What? Six? How long? It's been flowering for ten months, man. It's chronic." <laughs> uh oh, uh-huh. really? Well, is there mold in your buckets? Yeah. What is this? Hmm. Oh, that's terrible. I'm yeah. glad you wasted your time. Year and a half later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, it is a it is an art, I suppose. Uh DEA to medical pot shops, colon, get away from schools. Why are you near the schools? Get away from 
I mean, if we're not near the schools, who are we going to sell pot to? I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Stereotype says, it's amazing how many people don't know shit about gardening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, for the past few years, as businesses associated with medical marijuana have proliferated in wa- uh, western Washington, federal prosecutors have taken mostly a hands-off approach. Hands off. Hands up. <laughs> On Thursday, however, the feds issued the clearest threat yet to 23 medical cannabis dispensaries in the region. Shut down or else. Or else we'll put you under surveillance for a year and a half and then we'll bust your ass. The issue was their location. Within a thousand feet of an educational facility or other prohibited area. Do you know that going into it? If you open up a shop and you know that the law says a thousand feet and you're like 950 feet. Like, do you know that's that's kind of your fault? I think so. Okay. In letters sent by the DEA, the targeted businesses were warned they could be charged criminally if they didn't close within 30 days. Their property, including profits and the buildings themselves, could also be seized under federal law. Which prohibits the sale of marijuana, by the way, in the letter it said. So, that's that's your bad, right? Like, if you open up so. and there's a school there. You just should be like pretty the cognizant. Gold, the of... Golden Leaf here, there's that school right in back there. It's not like a school school, but it's There's also it a bar a on the other corner. It, that is true. And they there don't are, catch any heat. At it, it all. Which is ironic. But, I and mean, that's... you don't need a medical card to get... Booze, booze, yeah, from at the all. bar, at all. You barely, you even just got to get the homeless dude the sleeping time. in the park across the street to go buy it for you, right? Well, we have a study here on latino.foxnews.com. Uh, a marijuana <laughs> uh, has been linked. <laughs> oh, to, sounds like a porn site to low I. <laughs> DailyLatinas.com. <laughs> Fox News. Foxy. Uh, marijuana linked to low IQ in teenagers, study says. And, I mean, really? How can you how can you pinpoint and say it's marijuana? Maybe There's the kids so that many... have lower IQs all had a common attribute of smoking cannabis. But maybe that was television's fault. Maybe their parents sat them in front of the TV their whole life. Like, just here, consume this. <laughs> oh, so we're talking about another chicken or egg topic Kind of. Like, it just, you can make the study really say anything. This says, can marijuana make you stupid? Mm-hmm. A new study suggests that teenagers who frequently smoke marijuana risk a long-term drop in their IQ. The researchers did not find the same IQ dip for people who became frequent users of pot after 18. Ah, uh-huh. See, I beat the cat there. Yeah, I, 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 I maybe a year or two short, but it's okay. No wonder. Although <laughs> that answers so many questions. Makes perfect sense. Right. Uh, although experts said the new findings are not definitive, of course, they do fit in with earlier signs that the drug is especially harmful to the developing brain. Which All drugs fucking are. duh, everything. If... <laughs> Duh. Caffeine, Look at the kids. Nicotine. Look at the young kids that are on Ritalin and have been on it for their whole life. I think they're not right. They're something a little off there. But anything. Give a developing brain a cigarette. Like, anything can Caffeine. cause that. St- it's, uh, stunts growth. I mean, and that's been well known for many times. And then how many kids are drinking a couple energy drinks a day? Oh, yeah. You know, one before school, one at lunch. <laughs> God, I'm glad we didn't have energy drinks when I was in school. 
Yeah, we didn't, did we? No, no, we didn't. We had Surge and Jolt. When I was in high school, I didn't drink caffeine. Yeah, I didn't really either. I went to church. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> now, in hindsight, maybe not the no, not the best. I'm not sure which one did the most brain damage. Interesting. Chicken or egg. Right. Study participants from New Zealand were tested for IQ at age 13, likely before any significant marijuana use, and again at age 38. The mental decline between those two ages was seen only in those who started regularly smoking pot before age 18. Richie Poulton, a study co-author and professor at the University of Otago in New Zealand, said the message of the research is to stay away from marijuana until adulthood, if possible. But if not... It's not... I mean, the results aren't definitive. It, you know, it's... it's okay. The other thing is, if they're testing people when they're 38, like, <laughs> what's been their life process since they were 18? Like, yeah, what have what they done with themselves? Job? What is their job? Yeah, what are they their... working the counter at a gas station where they don't need an IQ? Right. Or do they go if on to complete... If you don't use it, I've heard that you lose it. So, I mean... Like, can't they test a bunch of graduated... Like alumni Harvard students that smoked marijuana and see how their IQ is doing. Like, are they just, uh, is this a random selection of people that didn't go anywhere in life that they're testing? Yeah. And that's, it doesn't, uh, and did they test the same Everybody people born in the when they were 13? Of Dundon during a year long span ending in 1973. Dundon? Dundon, New Zealand. D U N E D I N. Well, in addition to IQ tests, they were interviewed five times between ages 18 and 38, including questions related to their marijuana use. At age 18, 52 participants indicated they had become dependent on marijuana, meaning that, that doesn't they sound like something an 18-year-old would say. Meaning that they continued to use it. Well, maybe it was like A, B, or C. Right. And that was like, well, yeah, I do smoke it every day, but I'm not. De- but that's the only choice. So you kind of guide. It's either your- you don't smoke. You smoke regularly or you smoke a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crap. A, B, or C. Is there, uh, is there option D? They continued to use it despite its causing significant health, social, or legal problems. Which legal, I mean, so social problems, legal problems, like, uh, 92 others reported dependence starting at a later age. Researchers compared their IQ scores at age 13 to the score at age 38 and found a drop only in those who had become dependent by 18. Those deemed dependent in three or more surveys had a drop averaging eight points. <laughs> is that negligible? Is that environmental? Is that the fucking exhaust no, you're breathing I mean, in from the diesel trucks? Like, what is that? Eight? That doesn't seem like a lot. Is it in I- IQ? Eight? Yeah, that's not a lot, right? I, I mean... Like, I if know. I'm a 130 and you're a 138, I mean, is there a difference there? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I don't even know. Maybe it's because we smoke cannabis. We don't know. (laughs) For a person of average intelligence, an eight-point drop would mean ranking higher than only 29% of the population rather than 50%. Among participants who'd been dependent at 18 and in at least one later survey, quitting did not remove the problem. So is that an underlying problem? Well, we're creatures of habit. Yeah, and so once you get used to your lifestyle, like I, I doubt these people that stopped smoking cannabis like went out and tried to educate themselves. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they're in New Zealand. I mean, surfing and scuba diving, and I, you know, that's life. God, that would be awesome. Like, I don't know how stereotype s- says lol. They all live in New Zealand. 
<laughs> I want to go there. I don't know. That seems like after Lord of the Rings, like it seems like New Zealand would be a very beautiful place to just go traverse and explore. You know, I don't know. Uh, Dr. Duncan Clark, a researcher at the University of Pittsburgh, said Your he's... Your IQ study in New Zealand. Right. He's not convinced that mental decline is only in those who become dependent by age 18. He said the main lesson he sees in the overall study results is that to preserve one's IQ, it's best to avoid marijuana entirely, no matter what your age. And, but alcohol... And every other drug also. Oh. He didn't say that, but he should have. Right. The researchers also surveyed people who knew the study participants well at age 38 and found that the more often participants were rated as marijuana dependent in the surveys over their lifetimes, the more memory and attention problems were noticed by their acquaintances over the previous year. You're smoking pot. You're dumb. <laughs> good study. Good, good study. Arbitrary. A little arbitrary. In my mind, but yeah, sure. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that any developing mind subjected to drugs or any sort any of chemicals, drugs, though, it's yeah, not, I mean, it's gonna it's give gonna it heroin and see what happens. You know, like right. it, it, see it how smart you are at thirty eight when you start yeah, exactly. shooting up at fifteen. Yeah, you know, like it's yeah. There'll probably be developmental problems no matter what, and I think you see that in everyone anyway because we everyone was exposed to something or another growing up, whether it was right. asbestos or you know or whatever or cigarette smoke or whatever maybe you were a crack baby from the 90s maybe you were an oxy baby from the aughts who knows from the aughts from the aughts that is the 2002 yeah, I, yeah I, <laughs> marijuana <laughs> opponents second guessing god you wouldn't dare second guess god <laughs> would you with all the debate around marijuana usage, one basic fact is being ignored. Just a basic truth I'm going to give you here. Just a, a basic fact of life. Marijuana is not a chemical produced in a pharmacy. It is a species of life. Life. The overwhelming majority of people would either credit its, its existence to Mother Nature, on one hand, or to God, in the other hand. So. Who did, who who gave us pot, Ian? Mother Nature or God? Oof. <laughs> oh, man. What is the duality of Mother Nature within God, within each of us? I think Discuss. That, I think that, as we're finding out, there's lots of plants that have a, a value to them in sure. certain situations. Sure, And... Marijuana, the iboga. Is it, is it interesting that mean, why does something have to be given to us or created? Why can't it just be? It had and just then we been discover there and it. Someone just stumbled across it. Kind of like, like a iboga. What's this? Chomp, chomp, chomp. chomp. Woo! <laughs> so I, I don't really like viewing because those things humans, as given. And by nature, we we have to categorize and I label don't. and. I don't. It just is. It's there. It's like, I don't. But where did it come from, Ian? <laughs> Stardust. Ah! Like everything else. Like everything else. <laughs> everything. We're and beyond all... that, I have no fucking idea. And I don't really care to know because it's not going to change the way I go about my existence now. Does it interact in your, it, at all, right? It, it has no bearing on thing. what I'm going like, to do hey, when I get up in the morning. I know something you don't. 
and that's that's all. a deep rabbit hole to go down. Isn't it? Because I think everyone knows something that other people don't. <laughs> you know something I don't. I know something you don't, and we all just go on living and loving um, and liking. So <laughs> liking. Since no environmental impact study has been done, we can only guess at which its place is in nature, but one would think it is there for some positive role. And yet, we are spending billions try to actively remove this species of life from its natural ecosystem, which is in a baggie in my fucking pocket. <laughs> uh, do opponents to marijuana think that they're smarter than Mother Nature, or do they think they are smarter than God? Are you smarter than God, Ian? Smarter than a concept. To answer uh, that, one must answer the I question, I, what is God? I, yeah, it's a concept. Sure, an idea, a hypothesis. Um, and I don't know if a concept has intellect. <laughs> can you personify it to do so? I Possibly. You can do anything. I, that's so, so yeah. God is within us. Maybe. We are God. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you don't know. Again, to this kitty. It's really irrelevant I'm God to me. To this kitty. I don't think so. <laughs> no, you're right. The cat's behind you, for one. Oh. And if you were God to that cat, you'd know where it was at at all times. I know, huh? And what it Damn was going to do. It's right there. You can see it in the camera. It's, right. it's about ready to pounce. It. It's about ready to pounce. <laughs> I hope right. it jumps up and bites you. It might. I've often heard the argument from those who think God created it that, quote, it's not that God created it. It's the way that man is using it. That's the problem. Well, here's a newsflash. God knew. He knew that man was going to smoke marijuana before he ever created it. And yet, in his manifesto wisdom, he decided to create it anyway. Can I get a hallelujah? Amen. Marijuana. Wait, so just because he said he said that God knew that mankind was going to smoke cannabis yes, before he created it. wisdom, he How knew How does this you? guy know that? Because he's a pastor. I don't know. Oh, right. God talks to him. talks to God. God no, God talks him. to him. No. Apparently, because well, if he knows that God knew before he created cannabis that we were going to be using it, I mean, that's that's a, that's a guess at best. Stereotype says cats were once worshipped as gods and will never forget it. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Fuckers. God damn it. Uh, it's completely ridiculous to outlaw a species of life, which I completely agree with. Uh, maybe not necessarily how you came to that conclusion, but <laughs> the conclusion nonetheless. The government has absolutely no moral, ethical, or philosophical right to do so. Maybe we should talk to the Arkansas Center of Faith and Ethics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you stand on? Well, yeah. Where did pot come from? Why marijuana should be legalized. Regulate marijuana like alcohol campaign discusses why pot prohibition has been a failure. Hmm? Why? Well, it does kind of bother me in a way that that that's not well accepted. You know, like yeah, it's not yeah. like there's people. <sighs> There's such a small amount of people not using cannabis because it's illegal. There's just, there's just a really small portion of people that are like, oh, no, I better not. Or the people that have jobs that can't because they get urine analysis. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they can't That's smoke because of their job. That's a portion of the population, too. It's getting... It's getting A that lot way. of businesses are starting to... Right. 
if you get a job that doesn't drug test you, you better stay there. <laughs> you probably won't have a job that has health insurance. Uh, you might. You may be used to, but not anymore. Should marijuana be legalized for recreational use by adults? Why the fuck not? That is the question that voters in three states are considering this November. Colorado, Washington, and Oregon all have ballot measures that, if passed, would end marijuana prohibition in their state. Why didn't Montana get in on that? What were we, What happened? That's exactly why Montana didn't get into it. You think? Huh? What happened? What happened? Oh. What? It's, we have just been doing our two months of summer here. Nobody's looking at anything serious. That's true. Boats. Looking at boats. Colorado's Amendment 64, which seeks legalization of marijuana for adults age 21 and older, appears to be popular among voters. A recent poll from Rasmussen showed that 61% of likely Colorado voters are in favor of legalizing marijuana if it is regulated the way that alcohol and cigarettes are currently regulated. So could you do that and still not have the feds like come in and bust your shit up or what? Probably not, right? This isn't changing anything I, federally. No. This is a local state Again, amendment. So you're, we're, you're traversing That's a good idea, you're but you're not getting to the root of the problem. Just like if, yeah, like I said, even if so, cannabis became completely legal in our state, w- right. it wouldn't change the fact that the federal government would say, yes, go get them, boys. Go get them all. <laughs> yeah. you know, but wait six months. Let them get let them open set up their, and let them spend all their money yeah, and right, let them right. let you know we're these getting people, taxes from that and all all that right yeah. and then let's fuck them up yeah, that's right fuck them up hard and stiff yeah uh, according to a new report by the Colorado Center on Law and Policy the passage of Amendment sixty four could be a boon for the state economy marijuana legalization Marijuana legalization would produce hundreds of new jobs, raise millions for the construction of Colorado public schools, and raise around $60 million annually in combined savings and revenues for Colorado's budget. But it's not just marijuana use advocates that are behind the measure. The NAACP has backed pot legalization measures in Oregon and, as of last week, in Colorado, not because the group necessarily favors marijuana use, but because members say... Current marijuana laws lead to disproportionately high number of people of color being incarcerated or otherwise negatively affected. So, don't affect the darkies, dude. That's why you terrible. gotta harsh on them. Don't harsh them. Harsh on their buzz. <laughs> not nice. Same thing. Uh, to help better understand, who cares? This <laughs> is pretty much that's it. So, uh, better understanding. Skip. Skip. More information. Skip skip so good luck Colorado and Oregon and Washington we're rooting for you from the bottom of the barrel we're rooting yeah because this is pretty much the only state that medical cannabis is going the other direction (laughs) like everyone else is making really slow progress you know maybe one year at a time it's kind of sinking in with the public and it's starting to just kind of yeah. go by the wayside but montana it's like a hot topic still is that the and, public and everyone's though? is that the public's fault because they need a demon to fight and there's we get the government we deserve we get the government we deserve yeah in a democracy <laughs> we get the government we deserve and by we i is mean that's a good the collective I- yeah it's a good idea kind of depending on your public i suppose 
A better educated public would be nice. Can't control a better educated public. So therefore, a democracy would fall apart. If you had a so society of intelligent people, they're really not going to be... Need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's too bad, really. But don't educate your slaves, because then who are you going to get to cut hair and work at gas stations and I don't know. I think there will always be people and... in a population of a proportionate number that will tend to gravitate to those jobs. And we need laws for those people. Why? They're fine. <laughs> have you ever worked in a restaurant? Yes. I have. Many, many times. Many, many different restaurants. Yeah. And like, <laughs> sometimes the only thing like holding us back from going completely well. batshit crazy. <laughs> oh, that's illegal. Fuck it. Let's do it anyway. Yeah. Laws were meant to be broken. You know, and, and, I guess if intelligent people <laughs> couldn't be controlled, I guess a really un- unintelligent group couldn't be controlled either. Like... Yeah, if you, you know, can't, like both ends of the spectrum, at the base <laughs> level, if I mean? you can't communicate a basic idea, right, then right. no jail is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you but I get fed and a bed, and, a to and I don't like, have to pay rent, and I don't have to work. And there's cool people there. I just I've get to sit and read. Cool motherfucking people there, and there's a flat screen in my room. Shit! <laughs> what do I got to do? Rob this bank. <laughs> Rob this liquor store. So. Stereotype says, I would vote for I-502 if I lived there. It's not my fight, though, so I refuse to debate it that much. Right? Good luck, guys. I feel that way about a lot of things. Yeah? But I think that comes with the territory of kind of being on the outside, looking in on most things. Like, you know, you get to observe a lot of... You become aware and you observe a lot of things yeah, that other people are into. Yeah, observe it at and looking at it like, than it is to live it. Wow. I can learn. How discouraging, too. You know? Right? Like, you guys were so close. What happened? What happened? Then we got high. Then, then we, we got, got high. high. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It doesn't lower our IQ, though. God no. damn it. I like this life much better. You're right. Sober life is the life for me. Last story before we wrap this up. Marijuana is large cash crop with crime and violence as byproducts. Ooh. Didn't we have a, a study that kind of looked at this a while ago? Like, about... Didn't yes. they do a study that... <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they say it would be tempting to crack jokes about our area's hot new cash crop. Mm. The Modesto B. So, thank you. Uh, you do they know, cut a quick You know joke? the one that grows taller than corn but looks more like a tomato plant? Mm? There's nothing funny about the startling number of major marijuana growths the authorities have been finding in backyards and hidden fields in the area. There's nothing funny about that. <laughs> An increasing amount of violent crime has been associated with these large marijuana growing operations, including three homicides in the Modesto area this summer. Three whole homicides this whole summer because of pot. Is that how is that even other know? things associated? How do they even know? Yeah, it's it could be I mean it could be anything. Uh, Over the past several years, authorities say marijuana growing has been a factor in a number of home invasion robberies. The drug angle often does not surface in the initial news coverage of such events. But is that a crime of necessity that you're like just because you're you have a pot grow there that I mean, people are breaking into pharmacies just as much more or more, more more people are breaking into pharmacies more than 
clearly. I just don't think that I have ever been desperate enough for some cannabis to feel like doing a B and E. But if you did the B and E and got don't the break the law when you're breaking the law, sold it for the money. Like you're not doing it for the cannabis, but you're doing it. If he was growing a bunch of like cantaloupes, you would do it because you could then sell the. Like it's not for the product itself; it's for what you can sell that into and get money for. And then you're going to go buy heroin, right? Get money, buy <laughs> heroin, profit, get high. It just uh, seems like there would be, and I don't know. If 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 you wanted to steal cannabis to pay for your other addiction, why wouldn't you just steal the other addiction? Right, or just like get your dealer super high and then knock him out and go take his stash, or you know what I'm saying? I don't. I obviously never have done anything like that. Well, right. I think that's where my addictions have always stopped. <laughs> if Just, I can't afford it, I really need to reassess where I'm at. You know, like yeah. if it's if it's to it's a point time to where bite the bullet. Yeah, if I have to commit crime to support my habit, it's been a personal choice that I would rather give up the habit. Right. Uh, the county district attorney, Burgett Flattiger, he says, "Quote: Clearly, a lot of marijuana is being grown in the Central Valley, and it is destined for the mass market and nationwide distribution, not cancer patients." How do you know? You don't know. How do you know? Conjecture. That's a critical distinction. Local authorities are not going after people who are growing a half dozen or dozen marijuana plants for their own personal use. Those who have legitimate doctor's orders to use marijuana or not and should not be the targets of law enforcement crackdowns. But that's not what we're seeing here. Officers are hacking down hundreds or even thousands of plants at a time and getting tips about more such grows. That means people is talking, right? People is chatty catties. Yeah, That's not I think good. if you had a thousand cannabis plants in your back cornfield, you wouldn't say shit to no one, right? Like how? Like what's to stop anyone from just going there and hacking them down just because it happens to be the DEA? You know, uh, because the harvest and therefore the bus are still going on this harvest season. There aren't yet solid numbers to show an increase in bus or where marijuana now stands as a problem in comparison. With methamphetamine, cocaine, or heroin. Yeah. They're just as damaging. Of course. Oh, yes. This is the same graph here. We're, we're going to we're gonna have the, the elementary school kids <laughs> prostituting themselves in that state now. Right. S and Ds for meth and stuff. Ugh. Because uh, authorities say <laughs> authorities say meth production is down in the valley, though not necessarily usage. Law enforcement made progress in reducing the number of meth labs by making it harder to get the precursor chemicals. Like we've learned in Breaking Bad, you need <laughs> yeah. methylamine. You need, you know, some, some equipment. I mean, you could do it in an RV, but, you know, ideally you would want to have a, a laboratory set up to underground properly process you know what i never got about that show like why does he just make meth why doesn't he make ecstasy and lsd and like just cover the market in everything different equipment different precursors yeah but you could do it all in a lab i feel like i, I don't know i'm not a chemist i'm guessing yeah okay, I, I, I just always wondered that like if he was all about the empire and making money like why isn't he like really going to town and, I mean, how easy would it be to control certain people you run into if you were making LSD and you would just dose their coffee and just get all up in their brain chemistry and just fuck their shit up? What's mentally? the what's the precursor for LSD? 
lysergic acid mm -hmm. and uh, which is a highly controlled substance like much like methylamine well you would have to grow the plant do the extraction yourself create the lysergic acid mm -hmm. from the alkaline plant yes i don't think so really i bet you sure. it's in production for use in something else Oh, well, yeah, but I'm saying... Just if, like if, methylamine, you can't go down and buy methylamine. Well, right. You have you to have... have to steal it from a big... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Such only way you can get it is by robbing trains. Right? Same oh, thing so with awesome. LSD, Love the it. precursor. Um, is the last episode on tonight? Mm-hmm. Sunday? Of 2012. Not of Does the season. Does that mean this is it? This isn't the season finale no. we've all been waiting for. No. This is going to be the, the most wicked cliffhanger you've ever seen in yeah. your fucking life. Other than Dexter's. Uh, yeah. That, Dexter's that starts next month or in October? September. Which is next month. I thought it started September. in September. Does it? Yeah. Dexter's cliffhanger at the end of the last season was a fucking bitch. Yeah. It was like, it was oh, ridiculous. what? No. Oh. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Google, when does Dexter start? Also, mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a different market for meth and LSD and MDMA. I mean, sure. they have distribution figured out for one end, but not for the other. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> sending those tweakers to hippie shows with vials probably wouldn't be the best. Yeah, thing that's to true. Do. It, is a, it is a different. Yeah. I just always wondered that, like, that would be creating the empire that you're. The whole, the whole, the whole rigmarole. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, you might as well do, do it. it. Fucking do it. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about it for this. I'll put links to it in the show notes. You guys can read the whole stories if you want to. But just know it's the same shit. It's the same shit. Ain't nothing changed. Cannabis is still illegal. Still illegal. <laughs> and still haven't changed. There's a lot the of power yet. that doesn't want to make it legal. This is going to be the one that changes lives. Like I said at the start of the show, this is the one. This is it. All right. Well, what do we uh, – you want to mention about about the show? Because we're, we're getting out of here for a week or two, and you're getting out of here for a minute. So, An undisclosed minute. An undisclosed hot minute. May have to put this thing on hiatus. Or figure something else out. Or maybe I'll just have to go with you. Who knows? <laughs> Would be fun. Depending on where I stay, I may have an internet connection, but I doubt it's yeah. good enough to, like, yeah. stream like, any video. Yeah. Well, we could do an know. audio thing if we want. But, I mean, when you're in another country, like, are you going to be a no. marijuana activist? No. There? Not at all, right? No. So, yeah. Okay. And that was, like, the last time I was there, like, it was hard enough to go and even sit a, a computer. It, it was yeah, like the last thing you island. Was, Why like, would you ever go near a fucking computer ever no again? Need for I'm just gonna sit over here on the. I would have beach. this just to play games on, and they were <laughs> the games I got before I left. Because once you're there, I mean, uh, I like that you can get away from a clock and a calendar. Yeah, that is. I bet just you have to super, if you have to hunt down a clock like super man, nice like it, you, there's got to be something wrong if you're hunting down a clock on an island like <laughs> is the sun up yeah right is it still light out it must be if you're outside well what's ncr uh stereotype anyway i have no idea that's fine ncr is broken now anyways Whatever it is, that sucks that it's broken. I don't know what it National is. National Cannabis Radio. Oh? Uh, never heard of it. 
Are we on there? Are we, <laughs> do they play our show on there? Because if not, I've never fucking heard of it. Can I say Wait, fucking they... on there? <laughs> yeah, with Russ. Where we repeat your shit. <laughs> awesome. Kitty. Seriously. Go back to sleep. Your hair's fine. All right. Oh, she's going to attack. I know. Hey. Shock <laughs> this shit out of me. Kitty. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. It's been fun. I'm sure we'll do this again sometime soon. Uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com if you want to talk to us or have any questions. I got quite a few, like, people emailing about the Ibogaine thing and just, you know, having gone through it or thinking about going through it. So, uh, hopefully, in the near future, we may have a, an interesting uh, video for you guys all about that. We should know by tomorrow. Hopefully. Tuesday. Next week sometime. I won't be here. Maybe. I'll email you. Okay. All right. Uh, an Ibogaine cruise. Now, that would be interesting. <laughs> I've gone on the deck on a of a ship, a bunch I'm... of IVs and stat monitors on the deck of a boat. <laughs> well, you don't go that far. You, you got to – I would take like half of what? What? I wouldn't want an IV in me again like that. Just let me do it. Sissy? I'll drink. I'll be fine. I promise. I will, hi- I will keep myself hydrated. It sounded like you took it a little bit more easily than the other people. Because, like, dude was saying that he, it only felt like he was there for a few hours. Yeah, I was there for the whole 24. Right. You know, <laughs> like, like. I don't know. It was, it was fun. But it wasn't. But it was. Cruise would be cool, though. I don't know. If I could just get, like, a 24-hour massage, <laughs> like, that would be so awesome. Just like a 24-hour titty massage just <laughs> would be so fantastic. I would definitely be down for that. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you sometime soon. If you like you weed, like this weed, is this where, is where you, you need, need to, to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.